What's up, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Frame Skip Podcast. I am one of your hosts for the evening, Elijah Steele, and with me is George. Whatever, insert Patriot player name here, Loftus. Future Patriot Hunter Renfro, calling it now. I I swear to God, no. He can't do me dirty like that. Sorry, you're stuck with Jalen Rager. I feel bad for saying that, actually. Jalen Rager had unfair expectations hoisted upon him, and it's not his fault that Justin Jefferson had two standout seasons. That doesn't mean Jalen Rager's less of a wide receiver. No, it absolutely does, because I think Justin Jefferson is just a better player. Um, Yeah, but I also think Justin Jefferson probably wouldn't have amazing stats if it was Jalen Hurts who's okay at throwing the ball. No, yeah, that's, like, that, that's not his strength as a quarterback. His strength is just like Willie or Woney. No, yeah, I get that. I get that. Speaking of, what did you think of the Super Bowl? I was really disappointed with the ending um, just because it felt like there was no penalties whatsoever throughout the game, except for like that one random right? over like that, that undressed player like ran out onto the field, not undressed. He wasn't naked, but like he just wasn't in uniform because he was in. Yeah. Uh, besides that, like I thought it was just like so quiet from the refs. And then all of a sudden I, I felt like we got like 17 flags in the last three minutes. And one of the big things to take away from that one, that that very first flag at the end there, was one of those, I mean, did you have to? You let worse than that go the entire game. Yeah. And because of that, the the one flag that made perfect sense, that flag would have never been called because it would have never happened if that flag that didn't need to be called wouldn't <laughs> have been called. The first flag, yeah. So, like, that was a downhill slope. But yeah, it I'm was a little, very anticlimactic. End. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed just because, like, I really like Joe Burrow. I really like T. Higgins. I really like Jamar Chase. I really like Evan McPherson. I don't know if they're going to get back to the Super Bowl. You know, like, how much longer can Buffalo and Kansas City be denied? You know? I I think they have a good chance. I, I will say, I think they will be back sooner rather than later. Yeah, I don't know I, if I'd it'll say, be next I'd year within, or year within after, three, but within three yeah. or four. They have showed they have exactly what they need, just maybe a little more. Cough, cough, offensive line, cough. Yeah, seriously. Uh, I thought the halftime show was fucking incredible. Sorry, Austin. But I just, ha- there's no other way to describe that halftime show. It was epic. And then I did have like a, a little mental breakdown when I was just like, oh, this is what old people do when they're just like, oh, these people from my youth, like when the Who came on, you know? But then I, I realized, like, no, I really like the Beyonce show. Like, I actually like the weekend. I like the two back-to-back Bruno Mars Super Bowls. And I'm like, oh, no, I just like Super Bowl shows that are good. That's my thing. That's my kink. I recognized three songs in that halftime show, and two of them were 50 Cent. You gotta get out more, man. What percentage of your day is listening to music that's not video game soundtrack? Actually... Video game soundtracks are probably the music I listen to the least. Really? Because I feel like I'm always I feel like it's always like I see a tweet and I understand that's like a a weird like type of recency bias. But you're always like, oh, I had the uh, Final Fantasy seven soundtrack going on. God, I love this. And it's always like maybe that's just the only time I see you talk about it. What music music do you listen to? Um, Okay, so today I listen to a bit of Hamilton, uh, Furious seven soundtrack and System of a Down. Okay. Okay. All right. That's not a lot to work with. 
<laughs> but uh, all right, that's that's more varied than I think I thought it would be. Oh, and for some reason, all night I've had Twista's Overnight Celebrity stuck in my head. Okay, all right, that's again not what I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, such a good song. Sorry, I just I'm looking at you right now. Listeners can't see, but Elijah's rocking like a unbuttoned shirt, aviator sunglasses that are what's it called? The reflective stuff. I don't know. Okay. The special sexy. I just call them sexy. Yeah, the, that's right. The super sexy. Uh, polarized, that's what it's called. That's it. Yeah. The headset. <clears throat> and uh I just I I don't know what to feel about you. Like part of me thinks you just walked out of like a block party from like 1998, you know, that was just like blasting Chumbawamba and Smash Mouth and maybe a little Goo Goo Dolls towards the end. And that's why Somebody people started to skedaddle. Told me the world. But I could also see System of a Down. I could also see you just causing a ruckus at some Warp Tour because the Sum 41 segment got a little, little frisky there, you know, a little, little dicey, little hairy near the stage. A little too if much it, moshing. Also, if it helps, I know Let It Rock by Kevin Rudolph by heart. All right, maybe this is actually a good time to just move on in the podcast. <laughs> just leave this segment behind. George, let, let's start out with, what have you been playing? I am so glad you asked. I fell down the nerdiest, weirdest rabbit hole ever. So I've been playing, spoilers, Elijah and I have been talking about doing like a PS3 sort of like revival podcast where we just talk about certain PS3 games that we've either wanted to play, wanted to replay, or just think it would be fun to talk about in 2022. So I've been playing those games that we're um, really excited to reveal and record stuff for soon. But there was a huge sale on PSN this past week, and I bought three games, and they're all in the Warhammer series. And I know absolutely nothing about Warhammer whatsoever. Apparently, there's two different continuities. There's Warhammer, and then there's Warhammer 40k. Oh, yeah. There's like Warhammer Fantasy. I think it's called Age of Sigmar now. And it is just so nerdy, man. But the cool thing about these games is that they are just ripoffs of of other games. So the first game I got was uh, playing with Fabio. It's called Warhammer Vermintide 2. And this game is incredible. It is left for dead in a fantasy setting where it's just like a first person action game where you're just going up against huge, huge waves of enemies. And then at the end of every level, there's like a, a... usually a boss fight or just like a huge number of enemies for you to take out. And then there's always like a stat screen. So you get to see who's carrying their weight and who's not. And Elijah, can I tell you one of my kinks? One thing that really turns me on, bud, when there's the ultimate edition of a game that includes every DLC for like $10 and 97 cents, that turns me on Elijah. I know I I get it. Like nothing else. Completely get it. And in fact, it turned me on so much. I also bought Warhammer chaos Bane (laughs) for seven 99 did not come with all the DLC, but there was a DLC pack for like $14.99. I grabbed that. That game is basically the same thing as Warhammer Vermintide 2, except it's Diablo. And it is faster Diablo where you're fighting hundreds of enemies on the screen. So it's kind mm. of almost like a Musou game. Hundreds might be a stretch. I have really bad eyesight. And there's just like a lot of little enemies. So I don't know actually how impressive it is. It also might not be a stretch. We don't know. Yeah, it is so much fun. Like I just crossed the fourth mission and I already got the trophy for killing a thousand enemies. I'm like, Oh, each mission is like 10 to 12 minutes. There's multiple characters. I think each one of them, it's like dragon age origins where they each have like a different start point and you got to replay the game. It seems like not a hard platinum, but just like a, a time consuming platinum, but even then a respect your time platinum mm-hmm. Vermintide two seems impossible. So 
We'll see. I also got Warhammer 40k, the sci-fi version of Warhammer. Okay, uh, yeah. That that a game called Inquisitor, which is basically again Diablo, but you're just a weird space marine religious zealot person representing the crazed fanatical desires of this stagnant, crappy fascist empire and I'm just ripping through space like space monsters and space goblins and space orcs and rogue splicers and and psychers and all this random stuff and I don't really understand that game at all I don't like I I tried to watch a couple Warhammer 40k videos this weekend just because I was so bored I'm like I kind of want to get into something new that I know nothing about and to its credit I felt like I was 14 years old just like really discovering Wikipedia and Age of Apocalypse for the first time, being like, okay, I remember the story, but what the hell actually happened in this story? And just getting like the full scoop. I'm like, wait, that's what happened in Age of Apocalypse? And now I'm I'm getting there with Warhammer. I started watching YouTube videos on how to paint these miniatures. There's this really, really cool, intricate YouTube channel called Play on Tabletop, where they break down a five-turn game of Warhammer 40k in 40 minutes. Really well made, really well edited. I watched like five or six of those and I got to the point where I'm like, I actually don't care about these miniatures at all. Like I, <laughs> I thought I was about to buy either that or like the star Wars Legion miniature game and start like painting those and, and trying to set that up. And I'm just like, Oh, this is actually just not my speed at all. Just but not a miniature person. No, but these games are incredible. Vermintide two is so much fun. Chaos Bane is so much fun. Inquisitor is strictly fine. But again, it was like everything for $8 and 99 cents. And it's also on PlayStation now. So if I recommend that if you want to check the game out, it's got really big, like, like Starcraft vibes. Like it's got Starcraft aesthetic, but it plays like, you know, the hero characters from Warcraft three. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's like if that, if those two things had a baby and that's really mm-hmm. all I've been playing this week outside of the surprise games for PS3 podcast. No, I, I totally get what you're saying because actually lately I've been getting into the vampire, the masquerade universe mm-hmm. and you'll hear from me in a couple podcasts about a couple vampire masquerade games i've been playing and i'm even going to i'll probably never play the tabletop game yeah but i'm still going to make a character for it that way i can like i have a character in that universe and i can use that character for the basis for my games mm-hmm. um so i totally get that going into a new universe and also bring up warhammer spoiler alert for the where uh, possible one of the PS3. Oh my god, yeah. I, I need to double check to see if that uh, that the servers are still online because that could be a lot of fun. Cause I actually grabbed that game when it came out. Like I remember is Anthony Gallegos reviewed that on on IGN. And that I think is the golden age of IGN. Not even because of the people who were on it, but because their video reviews were like three and a half minutes long. Yeah. Uh I'm just I just I'm not here for 15 minute long reviews anymore where you just read the entire written review. Like it was always like, yeah. oh, here's like a little teaser. Here's like the thesis statement of the the written review. If you want more information, go see the written review. But now it's just oh, uh, it's like an episode of Shortbox Summary. I can't stand it. It's just a 10,000 word script. It's just too much, Elijah. Um no, honestly, I did a like nine and a half minute review once. And I'm like, this is probably the best review I've ever done. And I never want to do one like this never. ever again. Yeah. Um, still an amazing review. If you ever get the chance, look for the Yakuza Zero review from, I don't know, it's probably Retro Modern Network at the time. I, actually, I think it's on my old YouTube channel. So yeah, just look for that. It was a nice. really good review. Do you remember a YouTuber named Games Weasel? The name sounds kind of familiar. 
It was this Australian guy, I think. I don't know. No offense to our, our foreign listeners. So many, like, just, just so many, like, dialects of, like, British English and Australian English and New Zealand English that, like, I genuinely have a hard time. I'm like, oh, no, that's just, like, a northern British accent, not an Australian accent. I'm like, if you say so, sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, no, I, I swear I don't mean any offense when I say that. Uh, <clears throat> that said, that guy was, like, probably my favorite games reviewer of all time because, again, he would just, like, take, like, Left 4 Dead 2 and just show you everything awesome about the game, everything bad about the game, and he'd be in and out within three and a half minutes. And it's just like, okay, cool. Like, I don't need, like, the full... Like, I don't need to know every possible thing yeah. about this game. I just need to know, like, if it's m- closer to a good if idea. It's a new game. Yeah, if it's closer to a good idea or closer to a bad idea if I purchase it. That's, like, really all I'm looking for. Yeah. Like, I'm... 50-50 on every game. I just need a review to push me to 51%. Yes, mm-hmm. or 51% no. That's all I'm looking for. That's a very good way of putting it. So, as for what I've been playing, um, I've been playing, I should say, finishing Voice of Cards, The Isle Dragon Roars, which is amazing. And I want to talk about this game because actually a new one comes out this Thursday. Like, before this podcast even lands a new game a new isle of cards game comes out and this game is fantastic it is literally a turn-based rpg but just played using cards as in the world is literally a bunch of cards on a tabletop that like you'll see green cards and next to them are cards that look like a road and then more green cards and it's literally the world that you're quote unquote walking on you're literally like a chess piece and that's your character. This was from the Nintendo Direct in September, right? This was yes. It's a okay. Square. It's a Square Enix game. Has a rather easy platinum. Um, and <clears throat> I'm about. I'm probably close to eleven hours in now, and I'm nearing the end of the game. Uh, so it's not like overly long. Uh, to give you an idea, there's a trophy for getting the character to max level. Max level is thirty. Hell yeah! So. It it's not a long game, but it has a lot of personality, a lot of heart to it. And I am absolutely loving this game. I'm I will gladly there is one RNG based trophy that you can make easier when you do new game plus. And it's like right near the beginning of the new game also. So I figure I'll just do that. Um, but no, this, this game is absolutely fun. It is a classic turn based RPG, but just in this adorable style. When you say there's a new game, does that mean like a sequel? Or like, is, is this like a series? Like, is this like the new like like tales where it's just like here's a here's a world? Yes, yes. It's not so much a sequel. Um, I think the one character in this game I saw on art for the next one, but I was reading that like you don't have to play this first one at all, and you're gonna get the exact same out of the other one. Other than oh, I recognize that character or something. Gotcha. Like that. Um, cool. But yeah, I'm I'm so excited for it, and I just I want to make this game more known because it's fantastic. And with the new one coming out, but the other game I've been playing is, for some reason, I decided, you know what, I'm gonna pick up the DLC for Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City on PS3. Why wouldn't you, bud? I mean, it's as we record, it's February fifteenth, twenty twenty two. No time like the present to jump into that uh, that PS3 game, right? Well. I booted the game up and I 
I did not remember the game very well. Last time I played it was years ago. And I booted it up and I could not find that DLC. I couldn't. To the point where I just played through the entire game on the hardest difficulty. Because I'm like, I don't know, maybe something will happen and it'll pop up. And then I realized something. Literally last night. As I'm finishing the game. When you first start up campaign, it asks if you want to be USS, which is like the special umbrella operative squad, the main squad of the game. Mm -hmm. Or if you want to be this other squad. Yeah, clicking the other squad is the DLC. That other squad wasn't in the game to begin with. It literally is the DLC. Silver lining here, does doing it on the hardest difficulty, was that a trophy? Yes. And uh, difficulty trophy stack. So before I'd only beaten on normal and since I did it on professional, I got the trophies for beating it on veteran and professional. Oh, hell yeah. All right. So that's why I'm like, all right, not a a waste of time. At that point, I was like, maybe I'm just never going to be able to play the DLC. But hey, I'm nearing a trophy. So you know what? Worth it. And then I found the DLC. So I'll be doing the DLC. And if I stream tonight, it just depends on how tired I am. It looks like Operation Raccoon City is winning. So that'll be what I stream. Very cool. Walk me through this. I know we have like a, a big topic to get to, and I think we're almost there. But yes. buying DLC on the PS3 in 2022, what did you have to do to do that? Because I know they removed the ability um, to just use your credit card. So one of the nice things is the PlayStation wallet goes for over all PlayStation consoles. So I started, I used a, I went and got a points card and just put it in my wallet. And I first bought the Dying Light DLC. On my like on my phone, just for the PS4, and then I just went to the PS3, and the the funds were already in the account. All right, I still have like realistically two hundred to two hundred fifty dollars worth of stuff I still want to buy on the PS3 before it goes bye bye forever. And make no mistake, it's going to go bye bye. Like unless they oh, figure yeah. out a way to just do like like remote desktop a PS3 into PlayStation 5 there's no reason for them to keep this around yeah. so if there's PS1 classics or PS2 classics even PlayStation Mini is a space shooter for 2 bucks uh I would consider purchasing that stuff sooner rather than later yeah and, and that's why like I I, I also you, you know me I want to buy as many Vita games as I can as well absolutely so yeah. uh because I bought a my Valentine's Day present to myself was a $50 PSN card Oh. And I got the Dying Light DLC, the two Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City DLCs. And with the remaining, I bought the Muppet game for Vita. Is, is that a riddle? Is that a no. real thing? No, it, it's literally like the Muppet game. Like, the, I, is I, it like the Jason Siegel movie? Is it is it Muppets no. Most Wanted, the second one? Is it no, completely it, unrelated? Completely unrelated, but it's a Muppets game. What's the platinum like on that bad boy? I have no idea. I okay. haven't looked. I'm very <laughs> curious. I'm very, very curious. Right. Um, and actually, now that you bring it up, I'm going to have to do, check it after this podcast because I'm even more curious. Cool, cool. But um, yeah, f- bef- hold on. I'm sorry. Before we jump in, uh, there is a question to Frameskip from Alden on on Twitter where he was uh, looking for a little edification about what you were talking about when you said, when you set your goal for the games you want to beat this year, does that include mm-hmm. platinums or does that just include any game? So rolled games I want to beat it. 
it is games rolled credits that I haven't beaten before. So, okay. for example, I'm not counting Operation Raccoon City as one of them, even though I just rebeat it because I have previously beaten it. It's new game, like games I haven't previously beat. So I am including games like Death Stranding, where I played half of it and just need to go back and play more. I haven't beaten it yet, so I'm, uh, I am including it. The other thing uh, I've decided, instead of making my goal to get so many Platinums, I'm actually changing it to I want to get my PSN profile average completion percentage over 40%. Oh, damn. That's... Which it might it might seem like sound easy because I'm at like thirty. What am I at? Thirty. I'm on PSN profiles right now. Let me look quick. I'm at like what thirty seven point four six percent or thirty four point seven six. Well, that's really hard because that means you have to go back and basically play all the games you've already owned and like registered basically on the PSN. That or just play so many new games and get them to <laughs> higher percentages. Yeah. And granted, there will be big boosts because I have three more Sakura Succubus games to play, which are all easy Platinums. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a number of FMV games to play that all have easier Platinums. So that'll be a boost. But like, I do want to go back to some of these other games that I have played before and get and, and that's one of the reasons with Operation Raccoon City and the DLC is like, oh, I want to play the DLC, but also it'll increase percentage. I'm going to get the DLC for Aliens, Colonial Marines and play through that, too. Because it'll boost my percentage. Yeah. The Final Fantasy 15. I have the platinum in Final Fantasy 15. It, it ha- it's at 42 percent. Yeah, there's so much DLC for that game. Good grief. So I'm, I'm going back and playing all the DLC for that. It'll be my first time playing through the DLC and it'll add to my final final question. And then we'll we'll get into our main topic. This is something I've noticed lately is uh, I think the reason it's been kind of hard for me to play games is the space in which I play games is so cluttered. And the irony is that, like, I want to play these games to, like, declutter something in my brain or like declutter like the actual like PSN, you know, just to yep. like actually tidy things up and, and like have more of a sense of completion. Do you feel that like the space you're in makes it easier or harder to play games? Like the honestly, the, the physical space, yeah. Honestly, it depends on the day. It depends on my mindset when I sit down and if I'm if I'm feeling really good, then I can like look around me and be like, all right, here we go. And it'll help. But if I'm like in a more of a down mood, I can sit down and be like, man, I have a stack of games right here. I want to get to, and I can't choose one or like I said, if I'm feeling really good and be like, all right, choosing this one, we're going to pop this in for a while. Um, I love to, when I can uh, have a day where I'll just game, even if it means I'm going, I'm, booting up nine different games and playing each one for half an hour Mm -hmm. because then I feel like I've made a dent in what I want to play. Gotcha. And that severely like that actually helps me for the next like week, even two weeks because I feel like I made a dent and it clears my mind of, I've got so much to play. I've got so much I want to play. It it really helps. Also, I don't know about you. I feel like I play more games when I'm incredibly anxious. 
Yes. Like, it's, it's just so nice to, like, distract myself or, like, give myself, like, these little micro goals to, like, reach, you know, whether it is just, like, me hunting for, like, a bronze trophy or something, you know? Yeah. And I've actually been feeling, like, pretty all right lately. Like, things, like, I've just been, like, in a, like, slightly better mood. And I feel bad because it's not like I'm, like, spending my time more productively doing things besides video games. Like, yeah. I'm still, like, I'm watching Star Wars Rebels or, like, you know, I'm checking out, like, random manga that like i've never read before like i'm actually reading the Yu-Gi-Oh manga which is nice just absolutely insane it is are so... you reading season zero uh i don't know i was i just started at volume one because i know that's the secret with, with with manga okay um let me put it this way is it when he just put together the puzzle yes it is okay so yeah that's season zero okay um which i i i love that season seth hates it um because they never made it into an anime or at least if they did, it never came out over here. It's so bizarre. But like, I'm, I'm doing stuff like that. It's like, I can't pretend I'm like being more productive than if I were to be playing games. I'm just being like a different kind of not even like, I don't want to say unproductive because I don't think consuming art is unproductive. No, it is absolutely bit. not. Yeah, 10,000%. Um, just different, different levels of, uh, I'm going to say absorbing culture, a di- yes. absorbing a different type of culture. Look, it doesn't matter if you are playing through a game reading a book, reading a manga, watching a movie, watching a TV show. It's not unproductive because you are doing something. You are accomplishing th- something. You are, you are advancing something. Yeah. And it also, I'm going to add to that. Like whether you think it's the best thing you've ever read or watched or played, or you're like annoyed because it's such a bad thing to watch or read or play. I think that's important too, you know, to yeah. like understand like yourself to understand why I didn't like a piece of art. I th- I do find that to be really valuable too. Like, man, there's nothing I love more than like watching a movie that's really, really good or playing a game that's really, really good. And then like the ending just comes in and just ruins it. And mm-hmm. you're like, okay, here's like, <laughs> here's my new philosophy on why endings need to be X, Y, or Z compared to what this did with A, B, and C, you know, like just yeah. like learning about story structure and like what makes a good myth that you're telling, like all, all this stuff. It might not seem important. It's not anything you can like put on a resume, but damn, does it make you like a more interesting person? <laughs> I think if you yeah, can, like, exactly just intelligently articulate why you do and or don't like something like I think that is such an important skill, such an underrated skill. There's I'm going to ignore anyone who just says, oh, that game sucks. Like, OK, why did it suck? Like, oh, it's just bad. It's like, OK, that's a non answer to me. Like you revealed nothing about the thing. Yeah. You revealed nothing about yourself. That's you- just like. It's nothing. It means literally there, there's nothing. a difference between saying something is bad and articulating why you think it's bad or why you didn't enjoy it. There's a big difference. And yeah, I mean, so the Super Bowl, you, we didn't like it because of all the flags. What is this? Yeah. Ep- Epcot Center with all those flags. And I mean, even OK, we like to do this in our spare time and we want to. We're going to do that. PS3 side podcast the first game we played we obviously have some very interesting opinions about part of the reason it took me so long is because I think it's trash but I think trash is interesting (laughs) and and that's just it like it might be trash but we are doing something with it we are going to have a discussion about and that just makes it so much more interesting what like no matter if good or bad you can take something and make it interesting Words to live by. Thank you, Elijah, for walking down that weird pseudo philosophical road. I wanted to just 
take a few steps down. I really appreciate it. Sorry for hijacking the podcast. Anytime. And no worries. But we are going to get into our next segment. Uh, also, I will say you'll notice it's only us here tonight. Uh, Austin and Coach were not available. They're chilling. They're relaxing, having a night off. So I'm trying to revive Seth from the dead. I still need the eye of a newt. I need. Why some... do you tell me? I could have sent you. I have a couple. <laughs> I need some giant's toes, and uh, <laughs> I need. I still need the the soul of someone who was lost in a a, a heat of revenge. Uh, that's very important and hard to find these days. So true. as soon as we get everything we need for the and like the summoning salts and everything we need for the ritual, then we'll have Seth back on the show. I have bath salts, if that helps. And not the kind you snort, the kind you put in a bax and relax with. Pennsylvania, man. Can't throw a cat without hitting someone with bath salts. <laughs> it's no, the no, same in Maine. It's Florida. actually it's, it's scary. It's the, it's the, I think it's actually the same everywhere. It's kind of a terrifying time to be alive. I actually used some in a bath last night. It was very relaxing. Not like Epsom salts? Yeah, that, that yeah. stuff's actually really nice. Yeah. Yeah, those are the bath salts I was talking about. Yeah. These actual, ones are... actual bath salts. Yes, I, yes. I, I know what you meant. But... <laughs> so we are going to talk about the Nintendo Direct that happened last week? Last week, yeah. Last week, yeah, last week. Last week, yeah. Time is a flat circle. Sure we are, is. We are going to go over the announcements and any ones that stick out or we want to talk about, we will. So let's start up this whole thing. Oh, and we have them in the order they were announced, which actually pleases me greatly, and with release dates, which please, please me greatly even more. Yeah, and there's a pacing. That's why we like doing it in announcement order, because yes. there's a flow to this presentation. We are going to start off with Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, releasing June 24th. Yeah. I don't care, but I'm really happy for the people who do care. I know Austin cares. I assume you care. You're a big Fire Emblem Three Houses fan. I literally, while this was going on, I said Nintendo could turn it off and it would already be the best direct I've seen in years. <laughs> I, Fire Emblem Three Houses, I, I, I will fully admit, I still need to beat it. I love that game. And I love Fire Emblem as a whole. And the first Fire Emblem Warriors, I absolutely loved. I'm all in on this. Yeah, you're big into Musou games. Yes, I am very big into Musou games. And anything by Omega Force, I'll pretty much play. To, like, at this point, I've, I think I've accepted them as one of my favorite devs. <laughs> just because yeah. I, I just love their stuff. Gundam Dynasty Warriors 2 or 3 on the PS3 podcast confirmed. Cool. All right. You know, I was thinking about it. But the trophies and the amount of time it takes to play through that game is ridiculous. Okay. All right. Unconfirmed. I I I I defirmed it. I apologize. I I think I spent like ten hours with that game, and I have one trophy. Oh, that's a slap in the face. Yes, yes, it is. Next up, we have Advance Wars One and Two Reboot Camp with the fresh release date of April eighth. I'm gonna say I'm really excited for this game. I'm gonna try really hard to be more honest about this, like on this podcast. Because I was genuinely really ex excited for what was that card game you were talking about in the opening segment? The voices, I, uh, voice of cards, voice of cards. I was like actually excited. I'm like, oh, that looks really interesting. Then release date came, and like I had the money to buy it, I just didn't. And I think I'm going to do the same thing with Advance Wars One and Two, <laughs> where I'm going to say I'm so excited about this game because I do remember playing it on Game Boy Advance and having fun with it. But I'm realistically not going to buy this game unless it's like a clearance item at Best Buy, like. 
And even then, I'm going to buy it. I, that is not that does not mean I'm going to play it. Also, George, keep in mind this is a Nintendo game, so it will never be a clearance item at Best Buy. <clears throat> you say that. I want to actually give a little PSA to the listeners, whoever's made it this far. DekuDeals.com, incredible website. Absolutely incredible website. You can make a wish list and it will notify you when a game goes on sale. It will notify you with multiple notifications to let you know this is the most we've ever seen this game on sale. You And they are basically like a Switch and Nintendo website, but they are starting to go into PlayStation 4 or 5, Xbox Series X and S, all this. Not an official sponsor, but I discovered this website in the past week and I've been obsessed with it. And uh, I'm so excited to see it grow i think a bigger audience will make it more successful and more robust features after the podcast i'm gonna have to have you remind me of that so i can get on there uh yeah i'll send the link in the slack yeah i i loved advanced wars one and two on the game boy i i want to say i'm interested in this and i am and especially it's being done by and i am blanking on their name oh way forward who i Mm -hmm. love yeah but i'm not big on the art style they're using for it honestly i really wish it was the original like ds same. art style yeah same i loved the original art style but this it's i don't know it feels like pokemon like shining diamond and, and brilliant pearl brilliant diamond shining pearl sorry if it feels like that a little bit where i'm just like oh you guys like really committed on this new art style i don't really like it as much yeah. as what we had before like it was like charming on the ds but like this is not particularly charming and i i totally hear it i wish it was more of like a flat game like like yes i completely agree yeah next up we got no man's sky coming this summer i can't imagine a worse platform to play it on than than switch so yep nope i skipped that one and especially like it's not a cloud version so like i i prefer like actual versions that you can download or buy but i i can't picture this running well not on the cloud version then we had Mario Strikers Battle League coming June 10th. I wanted to be so excited for this game, but I'm just at a, kind of a breaking point with Mario sports games that aren't cart. And like, I really liked golf, but I think that's because I like the concept of Mario Golf more than I thought like Super Rush was a particularly good game. I was really underwhelmed by Mario Tennis. I was really underwhelmed by every sports game on the Wii U. Um, I, I, I just can't I can't get up for this I need this is one where I'm like at a 50 50 and like if I see it like a positive enough review where I'm like okay this is like a fun party game I can play with friends like okay that's probably going to be enough for me but I've been burned on Super Mario Party I was burned on Mario Tennis semi burned on on golf so like I'm cautiously uh, cautiously just going to stand in the wings waiting for this one no and that's fair and I'm in a way the same way but i've also acknowledged that other than golf games i don't really play sports games even like i used to get madden every year and i stopped and like i said you know what every year when madden comes out now that's when i'll get mlb the show so i got mlb the show 21 the day madden came out never put it in my console it's probably on sale around then too right because it's it's a couple months like Yep. It's after the after the all-star break for baseball. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I still never put it. I just I have so many games I want to play that a sports game is always going to be like fourth on the list of I want to play. Like, I I want to play it, but it's just always going to stick sport, fourth. Like I'll beat well, something and then something else is going to move up there above it. 
something happened, man. I used to love playing FIFA on N64, and then I took a couple years off of FIFA, and now like I'm just kind of lost when it comes to FIFA. No, that's I fair. used to love Madden on 64. Took a couple years off. Man, that game is so hard. Like that game is like legitimately hard to do. And the fact that it's used to like make fun of people as being casual gamers, like, no, shut up. Like you're a little oh, yeah. bippity boppity platformer game where you just move from left to right and have to time your jumps is so much easier than this simulation of, you know, America's favorite pastime. Yeah. So like shut up about Madden being an easy, dumb game. It's not. And uh I have like utmost respect for sports games, but again, like besides the Mario ones, I just don't really play any and i'm a little underwhelmed by the mario one so i'm we'll we'll see about this yeah. one so next up we have something that might give george a point in his yearly predictions if i'm not mistaken splatoon 3 coming in summer 2022 and they showed off uh the new salmon run co-op mode um d- d- day one are we doing this day one are we streaming this day one I don't know. I need to play Splatoon 2 to see if I like the games first. Okay. I have it. I have it back there on the shelf. It's on my to get to and I want to I definitely want to get to it before three. That way I know if I'm getting through right away or not. What's the worst game you've played because friends peer pressure to you into playing it with them? Playing it with them. Like because I assume Austin's grabbing this day one and I'm grabbing this day one. So we're like, come on, Elijah, it's super fun, man. Just grab it. So Ah, uh, the game I'm going to say. I'm not going to say it's a bad game. I just don't enjoy playing it. I'll I'll make that. And it's Mario Kart 8. Okay. I don't think it's bad. It's just literally nice. the not your the, speed. Yeah. The last time I played it was at my best friend's house when a group of us played, and the time before that was probably like two or three years before that. Like I just I I. I do not play that game myself. I literally bought it to play with friends. You're like you're like that person who like will go out for drinks and like once every three years, like, hey, can I have a cigarette? Like, you know, you're like a social yeah. Mario Kart player, not not a personal one. That's yeah. that's cool. That's fine. Um, Mine so, is Section Eight Prejudice. <laughs> that is the worst game I ever bought because friends bullied me. Into I've never it. even heard of that. It was like it was a PS3 game, and it's basically like PS3 trying to like offer a Halo game. Okay. Yeah, it sure was something. The next announcement we have is actually the announcement of the show for me. And that's Front Mission First remake and a Front Mission 2 remake are coming with the first one this summer and the second just in the future. Are you going to buy this on Switch or are you going to wait for a probable PlayStation announcement? I'll buy it on Switch today. It comes out. And then if it comes out on PlayStation in the future, I'll buy it on PlayStation also. Um, to give you an idea there are three different copies of the first front mission japanese playstation super famicom and ds i don't have the playstation one but right back there is my ds one and right there is my super famicom version i love the front mission series well front mission because the only one available on psn the playstation one is front mission three right yes um one and two were both on super famicom uh three was on playstation Four was on PlayStation Two. Front Mission Evolve was on 360 and PS3, and then yeah. we just act like the last one that came out doesn't exist. Maybe it's for the best. And it's called Left Alive, and it came out a the, couple years ago. Was that like the free to play one? No, that okay. one is a like third 
person stealth one with the artist from Metal Gear, except the game is actual trash. I haven't played actually, it yet. Actually, would put some respect on the name. Is actually, that the artist? I don't. Is it actually would? I don't think uh, so. I, the uh, the like black and white like painterly Metal Gear art, like the cover art. That's Ashley Wood. Well, this game is apparently like actual garbage. I have it. I haven't played it yet, but I kind of want to really bad now just to see for myself. But to give you an idea, like three months after it came out, I got it for $10. Gotcha. Okay. And I've never seen it for anything higher than that ever again. Cool. cool. Uh, Yeah. Front mission. I absolutely love them. After that, we got the free to play Disney Speedstorm this summer. Yep, I'm with you on that one. Then in April, uh, on April 20th, we get the Star Wars Force Unleashed. If I'm not mistaken, is it one and two? No, as far as I know, it's just one because oh. it's the it's the Wii version coming to Switch. I am so proud of myself because I saw certain backgrounds in this game footage and I was like, huh, that wasn't in like the PS3 360 version. I know that because I played the 360, the PS3, and the PSP version. That library scene where he's fighting the librarian chick, that was only in the PSP version. And it turns out the PSP, the PS2, and the Wii version, all very, very similar. So this one comes out with motion controls. I mean, I don't care. This game's probably overrated. Like, I think the story is better than the game. Yes. So if you like it check out the graphic novel by hayden blackman that one's really good uh i'll grab it if it's 20 bucks you know that's it that's all i got i think the game's <laughs> fine this feels like a 20 dollar game to me um next up we have the uh assassin creed the Ezio collection on february 17th which if i'm not mistaken is two brotherhood and revelation Correct. Yeah. Also, yeah. I'm like, here's my deal. Like, I I really love Nintendo. I can't get up for like 15 year old video games coming to Switch. These games aren't old enough for us to get excited about them being here. Yeah, especially because the Ezio collection came out on PS4 three years ago, four years ago, yeah, something like that. Yeah. 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 So, like that, and same thing with like Force Unleashed, where I'm like. Okay, you're like really hoping that some eight year old who played that also owns a Switch now and can replay like that. That's like literally what you're hanging your hopes on for this game coming out. Uh, Next up, we have another one of the big announcements of the show for me, honestly, which is SD Gundam Battle Alliance coming sometime this year. I'm in. I'm into I like can't think of a single thing I hate more than SD Gundam. Like I'm on several Gundam podcasts. Check out Operation Gundam History with my guy Fogey. Super awesome show where he just breaks down the anime like in chronological order because it gets really complicated really fast. And I'm on a couple episodes and it's super fun. I love that guy. I love Gundam. I just hate SD Gundam like SD Gundam Force the cartoon. Do you have any idea how mad I was to go from Gundam Wing to like to, to uh, eighth MS team into like 0080, 0083, like to get in Char's counterattack, endless waltz to get all this Gundam stuff, and then like okay, now we're gonna do the original Gundam series. I'm like hell yeah, that animation is weird. I'm super into it. To go from that and then just like turn on Cartoon Network and just have SD Gundam Force. It's like uh, I, liter- I literally hell, watched guys? SD Gundam Force just because I'm like, well, it's a Gundam and it's on. I'm like, it's not great, 
Yeah. The Gundam, at least. Um, yeah, it's like, a, yeah. well, you know, I don't want to do this, but five bucks is five bucks. Like It's like yeah. that mentality, but for, for Gundam. And so I'm going to get this because I need Gundam games to do well. So we get more Gundam yeah. games in the States. But besides that, I am not going to be happy about it. And, and, and it looks like it plays like a normal Gundam game. So um, I'm actually really sad, if not mistaken. We never got over here in the States the tactical Gundam game that came out on Switch. Because I have the demo that I got off the Japanese eShop. But... My biggest disappointment is that there's like a game that's basically Advanced Wars or what was it Nobunaga's Ambition like that series for mm-hmm. Gundam where you're like, OK, I'm going to create a fleet of 10 Musai and 35 Zaku and I'm going to try to take over this colony. And like you play out different scenarios as different leaders like that's the game that's I want. Here. Awesome. I want. I want like a tactical strategy game like that. Like, okay, this time I'm going to start as Giren. This time I'm going to start as Ramba Rall. This time I'm going to start as Anna Vilgato. Like, I'm going to play every possible scenario. God, that's the game I want on Switch. Bring that game to Switch. Translate it to Switch. Like, there's going to be a Netflix Gundam movie. This is like the window. This is when, like, I need a whole bunch of like, oh, for the first time ever, released in America. Like, Gundam, you see side stories. You see 81, like, coming to PlayStation. Like, the PS3 game that i shared with you Mm -hmm. there's a gundam unicorn game that's like really good that i have on ps3 i don't understand any of it because i don't speak japanese but it's super fun to play and like i just like i need gundam to do well i need more gundam so i'm buying battle alliance and i'm going to encourage people to do the same side note did you know they came out with a zoids strategy rpg fury unleashed no um it's zoids assault on the xbox 360 and it's hot garbage okay what was the one that came to Switch? Because I actually bought that one, but I uh, Wild Blast. Okay, any good? It was okay. All right, not great. Not well, that's the thing. Like we've been talking about this a bunch lately in the Slack channel. I am so hard up for Zoid's content. Like I can't find the cartoon anywhere. Like I'm gonna yeah. have to start being nefarious about it because I refuse to pay ninety five dollars for a DVD that has three episodes. Um, not not gonna do it. I'll, I'll message you afterwards about some nefarious things. Wink. Next up, we have Chrono Cross, the Radical Dreamers edition, coming April 7th. Shout out to Seth's dead body. This was, I think, the thing he was looking forward to most. Yeah, I think so. I think it's neat. So I didn't understand the Radical Dreamers thing until I listened to a podcast afterwards. It's really neat that that part's coming over here for the first time. Do you know what that is? I listened to Into the Aether and they explained what it was. Okay. Uh, I really like that game's podcast, by the way. If people are listening and looking for more games content, because we only release one a week. Yeah, they also true. release one a week. But still, that means you get two a week. So that I is very true. That show. Yeah. Um, for those that don't know, uh, Radical Dreamers is apparently a game, but it's just like a very text heavy game that bridges Chrono Trigger into Chrono Cross. Well, it's like that uh, what was that Kingdom Hearts game right like i don't that... know there are 85 of them that's a good point yeah okay <laughs> sorry and We're meddling on... with magics we don't understand and honestly go ahead ask me when any kingdom hearts thing is in any part of the kingdom hearts timeline you know even better ask any kingdom hearts fan and see if they can give you a straight answer yeah if you want to see me have an aneurysm just go ahead and ask a question about kingdom hearts i'll i'll give you an, an aneurysm answer next up we had Kirby and the Forgotten Land coming March 25th. 
Day one, baby. I am so in. This game looks so stupid and sweet and weird. I am so in. Do you care about Kirby at all? Not one bit. Kirby, I like because it is so simple. Like, it's kind of like Baby's first Mario game, the way, like, mm-hmm. Pokemon is, like, Baby's first JRPG. Uh, but I like that, like, there's... I don't know if I'm just conflating the two in my head. Like, I don't know if this is, like, a George problem. But, like, there's just something really nice about, like, a game that's not designed to be hard, but just designed to be experienced. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Kirby games, for the most part, are that with, like, just, like, the bare minimum amount of challenge present. And, like, God, it's just, like, charming and funny and weird and eccentric and just bizarre. And it's just, it's so much fun to just be in a Kirby game. And this one looks so weird and so wild and so different, where it really does feel like this was, like, a different game. They're like, you know, it'd be really funny if we took out our super serious character and um, uh, we put, like, a little pink ping pong ball who could suck in cars and vending machines if we made him the star of the game. And cones. Uh, and cones, yeah, I'm so into it. No, like, I, I know it's not for me, but at the same time, like, that looks like, I, I hope it's good. It looks neat. I, I like what they're doing with it. Mm-hmm. Next up, we had uh, a game we mentioned earlier in a way, but MLB The Show 22 coming to Switch. This presentation was so cool because they actually had Shohei Otani come out and, like, introduce Twice. it. Yeah, and that guy was... Was it player of the year, right? Like, like uh, I don't remember. I think he was MVP for the last season because he just had like an Probably. unreal pitching season and like an unreal hitting season. Like it was like Babe Ruth-esque numbers, who was also like a pitcher and a hitter. Obviously not as good as Babe Ruth, I think, but like the closest thing in the 21st century to Babe Ruth. And he just seems like a really cool guy, especially he was coming off like, um, what is it, Tommy John surgery, like for, for elbows. Oh, wow. So, no one was like really 100% sure how we do. I think the MLB The Show seems like a great mobile game. And mm-hmm. I am heartened by the fact that Sony San Diego made really good Vita ports of. Yes. Of MLB The Show. So I am like we joke about like third party games coming to Switch. This one I'm less concerned about because yeah. Sony San Diego is so good at their job. And, and like we just mentioned, they made them for the Switch, which, you know, we all know the Switch, Switch is better. The they made them for the Vita and we all know mm. the Vita is better than the switch, but the switch is more powerful. That yeah. is a hill I will forever die on, but the switch also, is more powerful, also the PSP so. ones were pretty good too. Yeah. yeah. So like they have made handheld versions of these games and they have done it well. So I, 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 I know it'll be good. I believe in them. Yep. Speaking of weird timelines, we have kingdom hearts, Integrum masterpiece, the cloud version. It comes with all of the kingdom hearts games. I got nothing and I have even more nothing because it's the cloud version. Yeah, that's the thing, man. I was just like, oh, cool. Like a giant Kingdom Hearts collection. Like that makes sense for Switch. And then just seeing cloud version. I'm like, oh, you idiots. Like. It's just, oh, God, like I understand the necessity for cloud version. I understand like we're we're technically in the most technically advanced, technologically advanced era of all time. I get that. But like, man, there's just. Like, I want to play my Switch on an airplane. People want to play their Switches on an airplane. You know, and it's just like the fact that you're just like cutting out any kind of travel or commute. The fact that you're making it so like, oh, I can't just like go to the park or go to like my girlfriend's house or or go anywhere. You're basically cutting out the handheld portion of a handheld system. Yeah. Um, Next up we have, and actually I'm very curious about this one. Klonoa Fantasy Reverie Series coming July 8th. I, I think I'll pick that up on PS4. I think I will, too, just because it looks like a really, really pretty 90s, early 2000s platformer, right? Because it was like, yeah, Klonoa was PlayStation. I think, uh, yeah, Nintendo. Yeah, I think that sounds right. 
and like Klonoa 2 was PlayStation 2, I think. But like I think so too. But yeah, just like turn of the century and like just before turn of the century platforming. And like I thought the game looked really pretty. I thought it had a really interesting art direction. So I'm I'm into it. And uh a podcast I listen to, Gamers Night Out, hint hint, listen to them. They also released an episode a week that would make three. That's three. All three. Um the one of my friends on there, he loves Klonoa. In fact, they're doing a thing where each of them recommends a game for and like then everybody on the podcast plays it that quarter. So mm-hmm. all four quarters for him. And his was Klonoa. Oh. And he absolutely adores the game. That kind of got me interested in it. So yeah, I'll probably grab this when it comes out. Topical, baby. Next up, we have Portal Companion Collection just set to release this year. I'm really impressed that it actually has Portal 2 on it. Me too. Yeah. Like, I, I have no interest in picking this up, but I think it's really neat that it's coming. I would be so much more interested if it comes to PlayStation. And, like, I, I hate to sound like a fanboy, but it's just one of those things. Like, I had, I played Portal when my Mac could barely run it. And I assume the Switch will run it better than my Mac did 10 years ago, but I don't know how much better. And man, all I want is Orange Box on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5. Just update the freaking Orange Box, man. Give me all them games. I think Team Fortress 2 might be more popular now than it was 10 I think, years ago. I think so. If it, if it got another chance to shine, you know, like a fresh kind of paint, maybe they throw it in like a new engine, but they just like sort of update it. I, I think that could be baller. Like, I think that would be huge. Um, and man, I would love. Can you imagine getting the platinum for Portal? Wouldn't that feel nice? I wonder I wonder which trophies I do and don't have for, for Portal 2. I'm uh, curious now. Did you finish it? Or is that going to be one of your 60 games? I, I finished it. Um, I, I did co-op on PC. So, okay. but I'm also going to interject here because there was a game that I guess was shown off at the... Let me just make sure that... Yeah, it was, I guess, shown off at the Japanese Nintendo Direct. Yeah. And not in ours, but a new Square Enix game coming May 12th called The Centennial Case, A Shijima Story. And it's an S, uh, an FMV murder mystery. Oh, man, if those aren't a whole bunch of Elijah words just together in a word salad, I don't know what is. Yeah, no, no yeah, uh, that I, I already I'm like, yeah, that's I'm, I'm buying that game the day it comes out. <laughs> Because it's everything I want in a game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just wanted to bring that one up because that did not get shown over here, even though it's coming out over here in like three months. Um, next up, we had another one of the big ones of the show for me. And I don't know correctly how to say it, but is it Live Alive? I think it is. I think it is. Yeah, it is. An RPG that I've heard a lot about from people. This is the first time it's come over here. First time it's been localized. But basically it's... I want to say a series of almost vignette type... Things where... It looked like Cloud Atlas, the movie but the video game, if that makes sense, where it was like Tom Hanks was like playing the same person in like eight different time periods. Um, Yeah. Um, You know, there's feudal japan where i guess you're a samurai and then you have present day where or you have old west where you're a gunslinger 
and present day where I think that's where you're a ninja. Uh, it f- future was, I don't know. It showed a robot getting sucked out into space. And I, I'm so in. I've heard so much good about this game. I'm in too. And I've been like way more interested in JRPGs recently, mostly because like they are sort of mid nineties, early Y2K era, like revivalist stuff. Like I really want to grab saga frontier remastered, like the one that came out, I think last year. Uh, that said, I also know like saga is like part of a series and I'm like, well, if I'm going to get a saga game, shouldn't I get mobile suit saga? Like the Gundam one, like, I don't know, but like this one just seems like really exciting. Like it really does feel like, it's like a, a a memory of something you can't quite put your finger on, but like all of a sudden it's just, it's like an epiphany you have where it's just like such a clear thing. And like this game, I think like looks awesome. And like, it's, it's I'm not typically the guy who, who plays these types of games. Yeah. Oh, and just the HD 2d art style. It, it had looks... my heart with Octopath and yeah. like any game, even if I'm not interested in the game, it's, I'm like, I want to play it just because it's an HD 2d just because it looks so pretty. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had Nintendo Switch Sports. Game of the show. My which game th- of the show. Which I feel like should have come out when the Switch came out. Yeah, I mean, thank God Snipper Clips and 1-2 Switch was there. Uh, however, damn, this would have been pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like this makes me feel like a, like I'm just doing like weird boomer talk. But like, I'm ready for Guitar Hero to come back. I'm ready for SingStar to come back. I'm ready for you're talking like my heart right now yeah i'm ready for wii sports to come back i'm ready for rail shooters to come back like let me use my move controllers for my psvr that i don't use anymore let me use that on like some weird rail shooter game like i'm kind of ready for like nerdy ass peripheral stuff to come back and man yeah i wish this were wii sports resort i like i want all the options i miss playing frisbee in wii sports oh my god on the the resort island yeah Okay, I was like, wait a second, I forgot that was on, but I never played Resort. Well, there was okay. that, and I remember like there was like a basketball where you could just like a shooting competition. I was like, I'm gonna play like this new young player, Steph Curry. He's pretty good at shooting the ball, and because it came out a long time ago. <laughs> um, yeah, I was gonna say came out, like it came out like when he was like a rookie, whatever. Uh, and so yeah, I'm like ready for all this stuff. This is my game of the show. Like this is a game I'm gonna bully your ass into getting. I hope you're ready. Fair. Fair. I want us to get to the point where we have to settle arguments with Wii Sports. Like it comes down to like a tennis match or like a golf match or like a bowling score. I have talked with Austin already and like other people and like I want to set up like a like I want like a season. Like I want us to like I'm gonna get a whiteboard and we're just gonna keep stats for people in the year. I am so beyond excited for this game. I I I am one hundred percent buying this when it comes out. Yeah, if if not right when it comes out, then very, very, very soon afterwards. Yeah. But yeah, I'm in. Next up, we had Taiko no Tatsujin Rhythm Festival uh, set to come out this year. If it comes out on PS4, I'll buy it in a heartbeat. It's on Apple Arcade. I'd rather play it there. Like something about like the touch screen on my phone just like that's, makes it no, that's more fair. sense to me. Um, you know, I, I have the most recent uh, Taiko no Tatsujin on PS4 and I that's one that I'll just go back to. Like, you know what? I'm, I'm in the mood to play some. Uh, do you play with the controller? I do. I don't I don't have the drums. So they had the drums on the website, but apparently they only had them on the website for Switch. So if I want PS4 drums, I would need to import them. I feel like that's not even top 10 dumbest things you could import. No, it's definitely not. Yeah. Because, because <laughs> I, I I enjoy the games enough that like 
it's not like that's the only one I'll ever play or anything. Right, right, right. Next up, we had a new trailer for Triangle Strategy coming out a, very soon on f- March 4th. And a demo, too. The first yeah. three chapters available on Switch. I downloaded it. I haven't checked it out yet. Again, this is like I am trying to bridge out and play more things. Um, I haven't really played strategy games really since 3DS. Like the last one I really got into is Fire Emblem Awakening. I think that game is like perfect. And it just kind of felt like, okay, this is this is it. This is like uh, this is my crowning achievement in in strategy games. But this one does seem really interesting and like looks really cool. And uh, I'm excited to check out that demo. But Arceus and uh, Shining Shining Pearl have just been very distracting. I um, I think Triangle Strategy looks great. I'm not going to get it, at least not for a while, only because I do want to go back and play more Fire Emblem Three Houses. And when I'm thinking of strategy games, there is a strategy game that's supposed to come out this year that has me way more. Octopath Traveler came to Xbox, but not PlayStation, right? Let's not talk about that because... Uh, okay, but like, I'm just thinking, like, is Project Triangle Strategy, or sorry, just Triangle Strategy now? Like, is that going to be a Game Pass game within a year, probably? Very potentially. Okay. Uh, next up... Oh, by the way, the uh, other strategy game that's supposed to come out this year I'm talking about, Digimon Survive. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, well, that's the thing. Like, if you want, like, a hard-up, like, strategy game, like, and there's an IP you really like, uh, yeah, yeah there, there's probably, probably a strategy game for it. Yeah, probably wait for that. Next up, we had a trailer for Cuphead, the delicious last course coming June 30th. It's more Cuphead. I like Cuphead. I might play it right away. I might not. I don't know yet. Yeah, nothing to say. Cool that, yeah. cool that it's coming out. I still can't believe that Cuphead came to Everything. Switch so, like so soon, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. like the, the cool part. Next up, we had a trailer for the new Metroid Dread update, which came out that day, which Incredible. added which Incredible added announcement. Uh, uh, Dread difficulty, which is one hit kill and rookie difficulty, um, which actually so I never finished Metroid Dread because I couldn't beat the one boss. Yeah. So I'm probably going to go back to it now. I'm just going to put on rookie difficulty. I don't care. I just want to enjoy the game. Metroid games are are hard, man. Like even like my favorite one is probably Prime. Like I think that's the one I've like cared the most about. Mm-hmm. And like even that game is hard. <laughs> like they're they're hard games. And so I never even grabbed Dread because I'm like, ah, oh, this looks brutal. I don't think I have time to like get stressed out about this. But man, now that like the rookie mode's out, like I hate to sound like a baby, but like. I don't know, like, I really want to play and, like, see everything they yeah. made because it, it seems really cool from the outside. No, I'm I don't want way. to, like, I don't want to, like, snap my switch over my knee out of frustration. So, yeah, this is, like, way more appealing to me now. Yeah, I, I, I will definitely go back and actually play through Dread now. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings coming to Nintendo Switch Online out now. I have learned I don't enjoy RPGs set like in real life Mm -hmm. i just don't we got that game citizens of earth a couple years ago in indie that i'm like oh this this is neat i I find it boring yeah same with i like the i like the vibes of earthbound like it feels like south park and twin peaks had a baby yeah and so i really dig the feeling of the game i don't know how much i like playing it but again it is one of those things where it's like wait how is (laughs) You guys have had like the Super Nintendo game part of like Switch Online forever. Like, how is this game just coming out now? Yeah. Like, I think it was like one of those like, look at what we did. It's like, you mean you could have done this the entire time? 
Uh, so that that's like great, but also like you drop the ball in my eyes a little bit. Complete side note. Did you see the trailer for Nope? Yeah, God, that movie looks incredible. Anything Jordan Peele touches like I'm so I'm there for. Normally, I don't care about any of the movies Jordan Peele has put out. Oh, my God. Get Out's freaking incredible. I kind of want to see it just because everybody talks about it. But like watching, I was like, I, I have no interest in this. Mm-hmm. But this movie looks like Welcome to Night Vale, the movie. And I'm 100% in for that. I never saw, was it Us? Was like yeah. the second one. I never saw that one. Uh, but man, Get Out is like an incredible movie. And Candyman looks terrifying and I refuse to watch it. He didn't direct that one. He just executive produced it. Oh, okay. My statement still stands. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> then we got a little montage of a couple games coming, uh, starting with Zombie Army 4 Dead War. Love that game. Love that game so much. I assume the Switch is just like an awful place to play it with friends. Probably. But man, I, if, if if you don't want to play with friends, and you just want like some weird horde mode, single player score chasing game. Grab it. If not, if you want like a co-op experience, just PlayStation, just get it on PlayStation. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll make that one of the games I beat this year because I have it on PS4 and I played like part of it. I just never beat it. I'll 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 help you out with that i still have it on my hard drive like even after Packings, getting the platinum yeah. in it, i did i did not delete it because i'm like might come back to this one the next one that got shown is actually one i'm very interested in getsu fumiden undying moon the, what the hell is this it's a new konami game but i i just, I just want you to ruminate on that one for a moment and it looks like uh like it's side scrolling but I'm trying to think of imagine something like Castlevania Symphony of the Night, but just mm-hmm. in like super nice graphics is what it looks like. Okay. And I'm in on that completely. And the next one they showed in that sizzle reel was Demon Slayer Kometsu no Yaiba, the Hinokami Chronicles, which I recently beat on PS5. Is the that ga- the is that the story of the anime? Yes, it is the story of season one and the movie. Okay, I couldn't get into the show because I really just didn't like the art direction. <laughs> like as as dumb as that sounds, my biggest problem with anime is I feel like so many of them like look alike. Like I feel like there's just like not enough like variety, I, I guess, in the way characters are depicted. And that's probably like my inexperience with anime. Like I don't mean to like dunk on on anything that people are, so... are liking. That's not what I'm saying. But like if I could play through it, like if I could be like slightly more engaged, yeah. I I will say there is a certain kind of anime that I've noticed has that like shared like easily shared style and that's yeah. shown in anime. Yeah. Dragon Ball Z, My Hero Academia, uh um Demon Slayer, any anime that comes from a, a manga that was in Shonen Jump, I've noticed they all have a very similar look. And like yeah, Dra- Dragon Ball have- Dragon Ball Z, not as much, but that's mainly just because it's an older anime style. Yeah, like if they if it all were have excellent new. hair, that's that's yes. the one thing. Yes. Yeah, Joey, Yugi, Goku, all incredible hair. Yeah, you're not wrong. No, I'm not wrong. Uh, then we got Lego Brawls coming <laughs> June, which uh, I think is like a Lego take on uh, 
Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl or Super Smash Brothers? Or... It kind of looked like that. It also, like, parts of it kind of looked a little, like, Power Stony. Yeah. <laughs> which which I think is really interesting. Also, just, just, just give us Power Stone, man. Like, just, <laughs> just re-release Power. Like, yeah, you have the ROMs. If you don't, I'll send them to you. I don't know how I found them. They were just on my computer one day. The damnedest thing happened. Just remake Power Stone if you want to do, like, a co-op or, like, versus, like, beater in 3d space man just like what are we doing here guys god imagine if they brought back clay fighter uh 63 and two-thirds the sequel next up uh the last part of the sizzle reel we had two point campus coming may 17th i feel like is a bad place to play that i feel like it's a bad place to it but i feel like of all the consoles it's probably the best place yes like yeah yeah I just I would feel like an idiot if I occupied my PlayStation five playing two point campus. But if I could like watch Scrubs and play two point campus on my switch, that's like a little better. But I make I I love sim games. And I think this one's interesting because like I just didn't want to run a hospital. Like something about that felt really gross to me. But a campus gross in a different way, like exploitative of 17 year olds who didn't know they signed away their future for student loans. Um, Too real. As opposed to like a hospital where it's like, yeah, we could save your life, but we won't, you know, like that feels <laughs> grosser to me. Uh, no, so I'm again, I'm realistically not going to pick this up, but I do think the game looks interesting at the very least. Uh, then the last two announcements that we got first up the Mario Kart Delu- Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass. Which is going to release 48 new tracks for Mario Kart 8. Which, in other words, is them saying, hey, Mario Kart 9 isn't happening anytime soon. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, the first the first wave is March 18th. It's coming in six waves of eight tracks. I know you don't care for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe that much. Unless we like play, am... play together, then I would have a Unless class. we play together. All right. I am so beyond excited for this. I, I can't believe this. Because it, it it answers the question where you're just like, why would they make a GTA Online 2 when they could just make a GTA Online? And like Nintendo's like, yeah, yeah, we agree. Let's just add more to what we already have. I think the biggest thing about this is I didn't know that they were going to add more things to the Nintendo Online expansion. And so if you have the Nintendo Online expansion, this just you just own it's this. just yeah, this is just added in. And even if you don't own it, it is $24.99 for the DLC to own it, which is less than half of the price of the game. And the same amount of tracks. I thought it was more. No. Oh, wait, it's it's deluxe. So that includes the DLC. Yeah, there are 48 okay. tracks in game. They're adding 48. Yeah, but I'm saying like because they added courses to the week because it was the Wii U yeah. version which yeah. added DLC courses. And OK, so yeah. like uh, that's it's doubling the size of the game. That's incredible. That's huge. And like they're taking like they're remaking like Chaco Mountain from N64. Like they're re- remaking a bunch of levels or adding new courses. It looks awesome. I'm so I'm in. I'm so freaking in. Yeah. Also, March 18th, I'm getting a third dog. So that's going to be a great day for me personally. Really looking forward to it. So like, nor you know, normally I like to buy all my games physically. This is one I di- don't mind having digitally because I literally have it installed on my Switch at all times. So like mm-hmm. if anybody says hey, let's play Mario Kart. I can just whip out my Switch and I have it there at the ready. So like, that's the main reason I don't mind having the game is it's super fun with friends. I will never play it on my own. But if friends say let's play, I'm like, yo, I'm down. 
I bought four Switch games digitally because I'm like, okay, Breath of the Wild. This seems like a game I'll want forever. Didn't end up liking it. Yeah, I was that's on me. Bad choice. Mario Odyssey. I have digitally. I absolutely adore Mario Odyssey, so I'm happy with that. I also have Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and uh, Mario Tennis. So I'd say like two hits, two misses. You're batting on 50, that. yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Then the last announcement, which so the trailer started, and you know, it showed a couple of things. I'm like, all right, I'm liking the art style of this. And then the character started talking, and I literally went, oh my god, they're British, they're the Xenoblade. <laughs> and Xenoblade Chronicles 3 was announced. <laughs> Do you? I know Seth is like super invested in the Xenoblade series. Do you know anything about it? Like, are you, are you up I, to date? I want to give it casual? another shot. Um, I had Xenoblade Chronicles 2 for a bit, and I probably played like five to ten hours. I'm like, it was fun, but I didn't get like super invested in it. But also, I think a big thing was at the time when I was playing it, I just wasn't playing my Switch much. Yeah. And I, I've grown accustomed to playing my Switch more now. So like I think I would give it much more of a fair shake. I I was really lucky. I was able to snag Xenoblade Chronicles on Wii, like the Operation Rainfall game. I actually think I got all three of those, which I'm really oh, happy cool. I did. Uh I never ended up playing it because like I was just so into PlayStation 3 trophies. And then the PlayStation 4 came out, and then I was like really into PlayStation 4 trophies. I totally uh, got it. I got I tried so hard to get into Xenoblade Chronicles X on Wii U. Because it had giant mech in it, and I didn't know it took thirty hours to get to the giant mech in it. Like I thought it was just going to be like an armored core game, basically, just like showing up a little early. So I know like literally nothing about Xenoblade Chronicles. Like Seth mentioned something about how like unless it's a prequel, it doesn't make sense, which I find like really intriguing. That's kind of what did it for me too. I don't know if it's like enough to convince me to like actually try it out or not. You know, just uh um. Maybe don't look for the DLC for the second game physically. Just uh, save you that trouble. How much is it now? Um, vamp for a minute while I look. All right. Do, 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 do. This is now an ASMR podcast. Welcome to the ASMR podcast. Complete $91. Oh, that's not that bad. Honestly, for the DLC. Like- Okay, I mean, when you say it like that, that's bad. Uh, like, honestly, like, if anything's under $100, I'm generally okay with it. Like, I'm a, I am think I'm about to pull the trigger on Killer7 for GameCube, and that's, like, 80 Oh, bucks. my God, yes. I kind of want to do the same, honestly. You know what I mean? And like, And so I'm like, okay, like, that sucks, but it's also, like, well, the game came out at 50 and it was worth, like, $50 were worth way more when it came out back in 2003. So, really, I'm getting it at cost. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, that's that's kind of how I view games. And, like, I think the most expensive game I've ever bought was 90, 90 bucks. And I'm not going to tell you which one because it's embarrassing. But, oh, no, uh, no, you like, have to now. And, honestly, it's okay because that's still much cheaper than the most expensive game I ever bought. So, you're good. Marvel vs. Capcom for Dreamcast. I just, I feel, well, I feel dumb doing it because, like, it's so easy to, like, do some shenanigans on a computer to to create a Dreamcast game. Like, that's why I feel bad about it. 
there's a difference between having the game and having the game, especially if it's something that you're passionate for and care about. So like that game is something like I could see you like forever having on a shelf. Yeah. Like it, it's more than just here is this game I can play. I so just I feel bad it. when when like disc rot is a thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like like I'm actually I'm way less embarrassed to spend money on cartridge games than I am disc based games. Yeah, but all you all you need to do sometimes is like, hey, I might need to change a battery. Yeah, exactly. And like that I could either pay someone to do or, you know, have a glass of wine and muster up the courage to do myself. But like with with a game that just like deteriorates on its own, like that's when I feel like I have hundreds of discs downstairs like in my my game library you know and i'm just like uh i need to buy a pc soon not because i want to play games on my pc which i do but like i need to back to back them up up. yeah i uh you can't see what i'm pointing at because it's literally just a shelf um but right there is the game i purchased for 475 dollars so no totally i understand your your weird roses game rule of rose rule of rose yes it is i listen i don't remember every detail but i listen but that that was the Nintendo Direct. Honestly, for me, as not a big Nintendo fan, mm-hmm. this was one of the best directs I've ever seen. Because there was yeah. so much there for me, but there was also a bunch of Nintendo stuff. So there was a lot there for Nintendo fans. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it covered a lot of bases. Like, as a JRPG fan, this was a sexy direct. Yeah. It also just felt like even the games that like I had no connection to, like, like I know literally nothing about uh Live Alive. Like I, I know Jack about that series, but like that still felt like a haymaker. Yeah, when exactly. they put it out, right? Like everything they did, I think the only like underwhelming things they talked about Assassin's Creed Ezio Collection, Star Wars The Force Unleashed, I'm gonna actually give a pass just because it's a the Wii version of the game, which like what Wii versions of any game are available today you know like that one's like yeah. it's weird enough where i'm like get willing to give it a pass disney speedstorm and uh the kingdom hearts cloud like those are like the underwhelming ones everything else i'm like eh. and like no man's sky eh. like everything else like I'll, I'll let slide but like those are the only like announcements where i'm like oh man if i had known this was coming i could have gone to the bathroom <laughs> yeah know? and even with that like I was going to say, what about Lego Brawls? But that was in like a super quick slideshow. So it's not like yeah. it really took much of your time. And also, like, I can at least see an audience for that game on Switch in a way that, like, I don't think anyone's happy about the Kingdom Hearts game. You know, like the fact that it's like the cloud ver- version. Yeah. I think if it weren't cloud, people would be over Ecstatic. the moon. Yeah. Yeah. But they gave them it's just like, hey, what if we gave you a million dollars? It's like, oh, that sounds great. It's like, OK, what if I get to punch your head off of your body? to give you that million dollars it's like well this really feels like a improper situation for me to be excited about one thing on second and i'm just thought. Like, yeah exactly right where it's just like oh aren't you kind of asking a lot for me to give you money to enjoy this thing i don't know it just feels like a big ask on behalf of nintendo whereas lego brawl I'm like yeah that's completely inoffensive it makes sense for the audience it's yeah. like I, I i get it yeah no i i i'm totally with you there on that one um yeah, like I said, the big ones for me were Front Mission was huge just yeah. because I, I've i never played the first or second game. Like, I got the first on DS, but I literally got it, like, ha- less than a year ago. Um, So it's mm-hmm. been in my backlog. I loved 4. Loved 4. Uh, 4 was the one I started with. Then I picked up 3 on PlayStation Network. 
and I, just, I I love that series. Evolve. It wasn't the same. Yeah. Plus, we were talking about strategy RPGs. I don't even know why Front Mission is a strategy RPG. Yeah, starring so like ro- starring robots. Yeah. Yeah. Like also. When it started up and it said, get your Vonzers ready. Most people I know were probably like, what the hell is a Vonzer? Meanwhile, I'm standing at my desk. My heart like literally skipped a beat because I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like out loud at work. I'm saying this as this stands for walking Panzer, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I saw like, I know that's like associated with it. I have done it's one of those things where like it's another series where like I've never played but like man I sure have looked it up a lot on YouTube <laughs> you know <laughs> that like you know there are people who are like super into it yeah and like it's funny because I listened to two different podcasts like you know do the like talk over the direct and one of them had someone say man I can't believe he said v- Vons or like anybody actually knows what that is and then the other podcast said he was freaking out when this was coming on. And I'm like, yeah. it just goes to show you that, like, not every game is for every person, but every game means so much to somebody. Yeah. I think that's great. I think that's a beautiful spot to end on for the Nintendo Direct. I think so, too. God, that was such a sexy Direct. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, I'm going to buy way more switch games this year than i might have ever done before i hear you man i hear you um god this was fun i always like the episodes that are just you and me they're like there's something special about them i like the episodes that are just austin and i i like the ones where we're all together that feels great yeah. that feels like hanging out with buddies at like a bar like that's great but there's something really sweet because i think you and i were the you were the first person i ever did a solo show with so like it always yeah, it yeah. always feels nice to to go back to that it's always such a good time Yeah. If you have any questions for us, please send them on uh, bit.ly slash frame skip Q or at uh, frame skip pod at, at frame skip pod on, on Twitter. Yeah. Well, I, I, was, I always forget, forget if the email is frame skip pod or frame. Skip Let's podcast. not do uh, I'm going to I'm going to vote. We drop the email. I'm, Does I'm, anyone ever send us an email? I'm Let's just, just stick to Twitter. Let's stick to bit.ly. I'm down with that. Yeah, find us on Twitter at FrameskipPod. Find each of us on Twitter. George is at PurpleBird616. And check out Short Box Summary, our sister podcast, George Does. Please do. This podcast comes out Friday, which means this week. Uh, I'm going to do an edit after we record uh, for the original X-Men movie from the year 2000. I'm not looking forward to it, not because I don't think it's a good show, but because it's five people. And I've never edited a show with that many voices on it before. And I don't think I'm a particularly good editor. So we're going to see how this goes. But I hope you enjoyed X-Men 2000 this week on Shortbox Summary. I'm oh God, I'm so excited to listen to that one, honestly. <laughs> Find Austin at Austin J. Eller. Coach doesn't exist on Twitter anymore. Seth is at Seth the 90s Kid. Don't follow him. And you can find me at Local Lizard Man. Also, find me on Twitch at Local Lizard Man. If you are listening to this the day this comes out or the weekend, I am streaming Vita all weekend for the birthday weekend. I don't have nights planned yet specifically, but the three games I'm looking at playing are Hot Shots Golf World Invitational, Killzone Mercenary Multiplayer, 
and uh, some Shin Muso Gundam. I am so pissed because there's like one online trophy for Hotshots Golf Vita, and I didn't get Hotshots Golf Vita until after the servers had already closed down. So like there's one trophy, like literally just for checking yeah. into like an asynchronous tournament where you don't even have to do well. You literally just have to post your goddamn score. And uh, I'm never going to get the platinum in that game. And I'm devastated for what it's worth. I played a lot of that game and I don't think I got that trophy because I just I don't think I ever played online. You just never signed up for that tournament. All right. Yeah. That does make you feel better because I think you actually care more. It's just frustrating, Elijah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm let I'm us with you. rent servers. Let us create our own servers for these. Turn them on for one day so we can hop on. Just kind of flip Honestly, this, just kind dude, of what if for the birthday, like what if every anniversary they just turned all the servers on, at least for first party games. You know, Tell me that's not like a great holy sh I want to work at Sony now so I can market this idea. You, that's you, actually kind of genius. You know what else they could do? Just kind of take the switch, flip it, keep your hand on it and say, All right, go for it. Alright, good. You got it? All right. Flip switch back down. Tight, 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 tight. Man, that would be... God damn. Oh, I'm going to work on this as like a spec campaign for my advertising portfolio now. This is genius. And, and like, also keep in mind, I'm going to talk about it more next week. The day we record is the PlayStation Vita's 10th birthday in the United States. Oh, my God. The 22nd. Can't wait. Yeah. Uh, that's why I'm doing this big birthday bash for it. Vita's my favorite console of all time. So I'm going to be doing a lot for it over the next week. That is everything for us today. Any questions, comments, or concerns, please send them in so we can know what to do to make the show better. But until next time, good night, listeners. Good night. I'll see you in another life, brother!